Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Scotty Sadler and usually Jason Matthews, usually Matt Rogers, but they've both got the HIA cards pulled out today. So we brought in the 18th man. That is Andrew McCulloch, former Brisbane Broncos, Queensland great as well. How are you, Macca? I'm good, Sats. How are you, mate? I'm very well. And uh, thank you, listeners, for, for joining us on a Thursday night edition. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, through the SEN app or through SEN Fanatic or whatever frequency you're listening to, welcome to the show because we have got round 22 of the NRL about to kick off. It is, again, another amazing weekend of sport. You've got the Swimming World Championships, which continues. Molly O'Callaghan, which is a proud Logan girl, smashing the longest-standing world record in the pool for the women's, which is uh, in the 200 last night, beating Ariane Titmus. It was absolutely amazing to watch. Of course, the Women's World Cup continues. The Fifth Ashes commences tonight, and like I said, round 22 of the National Rugby League. And tonight on the show, we're going to get... SEN football commentator Alicia Caravas to give her intake, her give her take on the on the last week of the the World Cup and seeing what she's enjoying about that. Have you been watching a little bit? Yeah, when you can? a tiny bit. Yeah, when I can, mate. It's yeah, it's uh, massive crowds. It's good Huge. to see, actually. Yeah, you know, just all the sporting stadiums really packed out. It's good to see, and um, hopefully the girls can go a fair way. And tonight, of course, at Suncorp, which is called Brisbane Stadium during the the Women's World Cup, and that's why the the Brisbane Broncos will be hosting the, the Roosters at the Gabba, which you and I will be we're calling tonight for SEN League. And we'll preview that game, the Broncos versus the Roosters. Clash, thanks to Ream. Um, I'll ask you this a little bit later on. Is, is it more about the Roosters and the back end of the season? Or is it more about the Brisbane Broncos, about where they stand and and Ooh. whether you can then look at them again? As, is everyone just thinking they're making up the numbers when it comes to the top four? I don't think so. No, I well, think I think so. previous performances says no, and you'd like to think they've learned a bit of their lessons from last year. Absolutely, yeah. But you got a sense there, everyone's sort of what, half waiting for that a little bit, I think, and then everyone's waiting for the Roosters to click into gear as yeah. well. So it's an um, yeah, interesting matchup, and um, there should be a good crowd. Well, the battle of the, the fullbacks as well is probably worth the admission because you've got Reese Walsh, who's one of the most exciting young players um, that we've seen in the game yeah. in recent years, up against the, the tried and tested James Tedesco, who was outstanding last week. Yeah, he's obviously the copped Titans. a fair bit of slack lately, but he's certainly responded. But you know what? That's the, you can't go past the middle boys. You know, you know, Jared Hardgraves last week at 34 years age, what he's still doing, the intimidation factor. He's, he's one of the rare, I guess, front rowers still left within the game that sort of give you that the intimidation factor, suspensions, a bit, little bit tiny, a bit old school still with head eyes or whatever else. So there's not too many of them left. So I love listening to Trent Robinson yesterday. He said, you know, we've got to get back into the frame of mind of going after sides from the opening whistle, which he believes they've lost that ruthlessness. Mm, I, wonder, I wonder what if it's Jared's overall fines over the years would mount <laughs> up to be. I wonder if Uncle Nick's paying them because they would be big in the He's great. He's outstanding. Uh, Fifth Ashes, as we said, starts tonight at the Oval. The Aussies, well, they want to silence the English critics because leading 2-1, of course, the fourth test washed out. And to be able to answer all the critics and go in and, and officially win 3-1, first time we would have done that in 20-odd years, will be a huge motivator for the Australians. They didn't go in with a recognised spear in the fourth test. Uh, Todd Murphy looks like that he may be in the side at the expense of Michael Nisa. Mm. Looked like it hurt us a little bit in the fourth test. Yeah, just a bit of variety, that yeah. little change up. You got so many great fast bowlers as it is. So I think a little bit of variety and, you know, just low, slow it down when you need to, take your time. And yeah, geez, they've been complaining a bit lately about calling us. What about the, was Pierce the, Morgan's just come out of nowhere, oh, hasn't he? What about him? Isn't he one of the greatest wins of all time? 
This makes him him. He wouldn't <laughs> think of any other way. He just seems to pop up everywhere, the comment. But, um, yeah, geez, I'd love to win this series over there and actually clinch it without the no more question marks. About Do you know it. what? After the second test, that Johnny Bairstow um, dismissal, which was, of course, the, yeah, the, the yeah, carry the, gate, they're yeah. calling it over there. Um, then, you know, the amount of abuse that the Australian players copped, and that's the Barmy Army. We've got to expect it. It's, it's well, it wasn't what's just the Barmy Army. There's members there, aren't they? Meant to be the gentlemen of the game, and they were yeah. probably worse than the play. A lot of the Barmy Army. What was guys. worse was their names. The three of their names was like Bartholomew. Oh, and, stop it. Honestly, private private school boys from over there. Just sort of slapped them. Go away. <laughs> and, um, but after the fourth test, and not the, don't have the ability to win that fourth test, the, the English, that's what's really grinding them right mm. now. So. That's what the Aussies just need to do. They need to go out and well, the batters need to stand up to be honest, because we're just not getting enough runs for our uh, for our bowlers to to defend. Now, Mark Warp, great Australian batsman over the years, one of the greatest slips slipsmen also we've seen. He's got the safest hands in cricket for a lot of years. There, he's described Pat Cummins as frazzled and he looks tired in this series and um, calling for Cummins to stand down as skipper now. Are we, he just, I, are we seem to just jump. What does everyone want to jump straight it's, away? It's like, when we don't get the result we want. We we're question. Leading, we're leading over there and it's, you know, we lost last, you know, it was a draw, sorry, last because of the rain. But sooner we would just want to drop guys and bring someone else in. That the Players are used to that as a balance. You don't want to just chop and change. Like, he's done a tremendous job. And, you know, the way he plays, you know, the way he's, he got us home there at the bat, the other, uh, the first test. Or second, second test, test I think it was, yeah. Second test. So, yeah, oh, people forget pretty quickly. Don't I they? know, and like you got to remember against India, and this is where Mark War said he looked tired against India in the World World Cricket Championship. Now we won that game and won it convincingly, and then we go in and like you're saying, we're leading two one, the first but, time in twenty odd years to beat the Poms on home soil. Mm. I mean, we're in a pretty good position. We're ranked number one in the world. And then the, the issue would be, oh, we rest him. Why? Why did you rest your captain, or you, or you changed him, and he's on a million dollars, whatever it might be? There'll be the other people on the other side, so you <laughs> yeah. can't win. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna have. I reckon I have four screens on tonight. We'll be in the in the in the media box calling the the Broncos and the Roosters game. We'll have four screens on. Of course, we'll have the the action replay screen, so we can watch the video referee for the rugby league. We'll have the Australian cha- the Australians watching the Australians in the World Championship of Swimming. We'll have the Ashes on and the World Cup, which will only be two or three minutes away at Brisbane Stadium, Suncorp Stadium. And then NRLW beforehand as well. Yeah, which is, Gold um, Coast and Brisbane. Yeah, that should, yeah. that should be good to see. And Yeah, hopefully a good crowd turn up for the girls. I know it's not at Suncorp, but hopefully they fill up the Gabba and get behind them after their first round of defeat last week for the Bronx. Yeah, absolutely. Sports update. Thanks to the Mighty Tenders coming up next after the break. This is Sats and Andrew McCulloch for Sports Day. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Thursday night edition, Scotty Sadler, and alongside me is Andrew McCulloch. And for a sports update, thanks to Mitre 10. All thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade and the RLPA NRL dispute, as boring as it gets. It's taken another turn today with players in tonight's game have said that they're going to be covering the NRL badge in an increased stance, mm. which, of course, started a few weeks ago, Macca, with uh, the media boycott. Yeah, it's interesting one. We we're talking off air earlier, Sats. It'd be interesting to see how many of the guys actually know where that Telstra logo is. But as you said, any good any publicity for Telstra, 
They'll be pretty happy about it tonight, I'd reckon. So, um, yeah. That it's interesting be you say that because off air, I said to you, where is the Telstra logo on the jersey? I don't know where it is. I was, I was, it's got to be left or right chest somewhere there anyway. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't honestly know. Left chest above the NRL logo. Round, yeah. Right, I would right, have thought so. No, right, right chest, I think, above the NRL logo. Honestly, I don't the team know. Is, so... But you like you're exactly right. What it's done I now? Someone look down and go, "Where is it?" And yeah. I'm going to put some tape on there. Do so, I have to buy my own tape from go to Bunnings? <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. And put it's, my own tape on it. Yeah. You know? Next step, anyway. I'll see where it happens from it. I was so, listening to Adrian Presenko from the Sydney Morning Herald today, and he made a good point. He said when Sonny Bill Williams came back to the game for the Roosters, Unibet was one of the sleeve sponsors, I think mm. it was, or somewhere on the jersey. And he said, "Can I have a jersey that doesn't have that on there?" So he said, but the funny thing was, as soon as that was made public, I didn't even know they were a sponsor of the club. And all of a sudden, I was looking for, for it on all the other jerseys that did have it on there. So what happened with Sonny? That so he just had a jersey with, with didn't have a Unibet on it at all. Okay. So with the Broncos and Roosters tonight, putting the tape over the NRL logo, which also may cover the Telstra logo, logo as well. Yeah, with, it's an interesting one. It's another step in... The long feud that's happening at the moment, so we'll see where that gets to over the weekend. But it's 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 a bit of a lettuce leaf threat, a little bit like the media boycott, um, putting tape over the the well, logo. What, doesn't what do you, what we, we still you, what we still know, you think the next step? We still be? we still know it's the NRL, so it doesn't matter whether the NRL no. logo is there or not. If you cover the Telstra logo, well, that that'll come down to the Telstra bosses about whether it's going to annoy them. From a branding perspective. So you think that's the, the, the angle the players are going? Well, you, you'd be careful what you wish for because, you know, Telstra tipping a lot of money into the well, game. Well, yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to work out the angle from the players' perspective. What the If they keep going, what's the next step till the ultimate is boycotting games, obviously. Well, but boycott the DMs yeah. and, and the NR will probably just cancel them like they did in 2003. Craig Gow still hasn't got his medal. So they'll just they'll – just, so we're right. We'll just cancel it, and you can have your own, which they do the RLPA award, yeah, which, okay. are, that might which are very coveted. Prestigious. Yeah, yeah, become pretty prestige, uh, prestigious. I think the NRL RLPA will try and get through to the end of the year, and try and. So why don't the NRL want to mediate it then? Um, yeah, the NRL. Well, the NRL, as of the last forty-eight hours, have pulled Andrew Abdo out of any discussions because they know there's there's a bit of a, a roadblock yeah, there between both there, he and yeah. Clint Newton. Yep. For more reports, the NRL allegedly have said to the RLPA, we, we'll take out Abdo, you take out Clint Newton, and let's... Tommy Simons or Jamie Bearer or one of those yeah. guys come in. Peter Volandis, um Does Volandis seem to come on at the latest stages of a lot of these conflict, a lot of these issues, and sort of take over? Is that the, the sense? Cause, What's the hammer? Yeah, it's the, yeah. this is what's going to happen one way or the other. Well, so he was overseas. He lets, he lets it boil for a little while. He was overseas while all this broke, mm. and now he's back in the country. He's more or less just sat back and watched, and he's pretty strong on Tuesday night. I think we had Peter Bedell on Sports Day um, talking about an interview he did with PVL, PVL, which has just said a lot of the allegations the RLP are making are, are incorrect. But you everyone's you telling them. You understand why the RLP would do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. All I know is I, I think. From a PR point of view, purely a PR point of view, nothing to do with nothing to do with what's actually the, the meat of it all, because we actually don't know what the meat of it all is. But but from a PR point of view, I feel as though the NRL are winning the PR battle because they can continue rolling out the the players about a twenty one percent pay rise. 
Yeah, but a lot yada, of people yada, yada. don't understand that's not what they're arguing about. I know, I know, but I'm for a purely PR yeah, point PR, of view. Yeah, yeah, they're winning that battle at the moment. So, and you do hear the knock about people saying, "Oh, the greedy players want more money." Where it's they're happy with the salary, they're happy with all that. It's all the minor things that, you know, I'm going through now. Retirement, you have certain injuries; they want longer periods rather than a year. So you go. Yeah, to so any- for the listeners again, who who may have heard us say this previously. Currently, if you retire from the game, like, like me, has, so I've had one surgery, which is a little minor, but if I wanted to have two or three major ones. You've got to have them in 12 months. 12 months. And if you've got a shoulder or a knee and you need an ankle or whatever else fixed up, you've got a family support. Like, you, you, what are you going to knock all those surgeries out in one year and struggle to work? I, I agree with that in relation to the RLPA. And that's that's a little bit, that's harsh on the players retiring. Okay, for a, for a guy that's just retired, Macca, mm. and you're the perfect person to talk to. What is what do you think would be the if they all met in the middle? What would be a correct period? Five to ten years? Well, if you, I think you got to sometimes. From my personal opinion, would be, well, if I started in two thousand eight and finished last year, you know how many years that is? That's you know fifteen, fourteen years, or whatever you want to look at it. If you play that long, you should be given at least half the time. If you put that much emphasis into your helping, obviously the NRL, you, you know, even a clean skin, and you did all the right things, at least trying to help out, give back. At least half of that time you played in. If a bloke played in for five years, give him two and a half years. I don't mind that. Give yeah, you know, those senior blokes. Unless play, it's special circumstances, yeah, like a Teniella Tuaki yeah. who played a couple of years, had an ankle that could never yeah. play ever again. But you got to look at rewarding players for longevity in the game and what their bodies are going through for a long period of time, and then to say, look, you've given 14, 15 years of service of banging your body up, week in, week out, playing injured, and here's a year. And you've got to get some big surgeries probably within a year. If you've got a family, I know you get paid well and everything like that. I understand that. But it ticks over pretty quickly and you've got to work or go whatever. You can't do that if you get three or four major injuries. Yeah. So then if you give it, spread it out over five, six, seven years and say, hey, every two years or whatever, you get to fix up, you get your financials in order, you know, your family work, you can plan it. That's the the idea I'd I'd like to go, but um that's probably a bit far down the track probably. But it's, I reckon at least half a year at least half the time you do within the NRL show. I think that bad. is probably the most common sense view that I've heard when it comes <laughs> to that that one issue. Yeah. That one of the very many issues they're trying to fight about at the moment. Yeah, I just think reward players for longevity in the game, what they've done. Um, give them the amount of time they need to do to get over injuries to duly how long you played in the game. Because you are right. The f- next 12 months after you retire is not about getting injuries. It's about getting your life. Life set. you got to, where you work, obviously, you get good, well looked after, but getting your life set, you know, looking at that transition period, oh, well, you're talking about professional sport, your routine, all that sort of goes straight away. Yep. So then you throw in an injury, a hardship. You're talking about mental illness now and within the community, not just in sport, but in general. So you throw that on top of. That added pressure on top of families, all that sort of thing. At least give guys a bit of a balanced time to plan those injuries because you don't know what exactly you do need mm. at the end. So that's a little bit hard as well. Yeah. Before we get to the break, I'm wondering whether we see the players strike. And if the players do strike, in the NFL in 1987, they had a strike. Yep. And it was called Year of the Scab. There's a really good documentary, yeah. ESPN documentary, 30 for 30. It's called Year of the Scab. All the players went on strike. They just went and found players from all these different competitions. Well, and, filled, and filled the teams. And still kept playing. And they found some superstars out of it as well. So it's going to be interesting. If that happens in the NRL, do they then go to the Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup, Host Plus Cup, the local comps, and well, just start filling I'm teams? I'm not being rude, but who would watch? 
who'd go to the games. It's just about getting product. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, you would never ever think it got to that, but it, it makes for some headlines, wouldn't it? I think the media would have a good day with it. Anyway. Exactly. The local business that values having yours, that's why the trade trusts might attend. This is Sats and Andrew McCulloch on Sports Day and the warm-up segment to Ream will come up next and we'll look over the Broncos who are hosting the Roosters at the Gabba. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Warm-up segment. Thanks to Ream, except nothing less than Australia's best. That is, of course, Ream and the Broncos hosting the Roosters. Like we said, at the Gabba, I'm excited about this. Last time I went to the Gabba was a few years ago. The Lions hosted Richmond. Dusty Martin put on a fourth-quarter clinic and sent them packing. Uh, haven't been back since and definitely have never watched a game of rugby league there. So I'm really looking forward to it, actually. It's usually not conducive to an AFL field watching rugby league. No. I went to the cricket there last year, actually. So that was good to see Australia Pretty good play. to watch cricket yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> actually, outstanding. Got Brett Lee bowled into me at the lunchtime show a couple of years ago. So that was that was pretty cool. You know they used to do the lunch. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So I was in the in the in the sorry in the batting wicket. Yeah. The practice wicket. I had kids behind me spraying me and I had Brett Lee in the cricket show. And so um, he was full. I had the gear on ready to hit. Was it frightening? It was. I was pretty. I was more nervous than that than a lot of games, just for the fuel factor. There's a camera. There's kids sledging me. I had Brett Lee bowling at me. <laughs> bowled about a metre no ball as well. So you um, play against Jared Ree Hargraves, but you'd rather do that than face. I'd rather the do that. At least I knew I was a bit doing. I didn't know yeah. where this ball was going to go. So that was pretty cool to do, actually. Now Kevy's come out during the week defending his side, like any coach would. And this is on the back of Gus Gould's comments, Mac. I'm not sure we just saw yeah, this, I but have. it's on I the have. back saying that um, they can't that win it. They're not defence premiership material from a defensive point of view. Be- before we get your reaction, let's have a listen to what Kevin Walters had to say. We worry about ourselves. I think Phil should be doing the same. You know, um, we, we know we've got some work to do defensively. We're aware of that, so we're working hard on that. But we have come a long way with our defence. There's a lot of belief from within our group. Uh, both the players and coaching staff and everyone involved in the club, but we're not the not the complete package yet. So we're still all working really hard to get that complete package. And when we do um, get that, and it's it's not far away, I can assure you, we might change a few people's minds. You just got to slowly, just in small increments, mm. just improve as you get to the the finals. I remember when we won the comp in two thousand three. I think we were fifth or sixth best defensive side. The Broncos are a little bit like it was our mentality. If you want to score 20, we'll, yeah, we'll score we'll, 24, 26. Yeah. And we'll defend what we have to. That's a dangerous side to play against. We've got so much X factor there, there don't yeah. they, now, where they can run down points or they can lead easy. I think they've been, you know, roundabout overall pretty strong so far this year. And I think they're peaking at the right time. It's, you know, this next three or, three or four weeks, um, it's going to see where they're at. Obviously, a Roosters game tonight will be. Another big factor because I feel like we we're, were talking earlier, like we're either waiting for the Broncos to have that one or two fumble games, or yep. we're waiting for the Roosters to sort of spark. So, yeah, should be a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, had to reshuffle the forward pack a little bit. Brendan Piacura has been ruled out with sickness. Paddy Carrigan, of course, back into the side. And um, Reese Walsh, she was sick last week after he did that backflip. He ended up finding himself on the wing most of the night. And uh, Selwyn Cobbo getting the run at the fullback. Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be a great battle of two fullbacks. And with Victor Radley, he's racing the clock to play tonight as well. He 
He wasn't didn't play last week uh, because of a tightness of his hamstrings, but Trent Robinson said they're going to give before they leave the hotel to leave to go to the Gabba. He'll be given up until that time, um, and whether he's going to be yeah, I reckon right he probably his place. I reckon he probably knows by now already. Yeah, absolutely. Who wins? Oh, I'm going to say the Broncos. It'll be a tight game. I'm going to give them Broncos by four. Yep. Just yeah. don't see much in it. Both both teams going pretty well. Oh, sorry, the Chooks just come back a little bit, so everyone's sort of waiting for them maybe to click tonight. They just so got a sniff last week, didn't there's they? There's something, a bit of confidence yeah. there. Brandon Smith probably had his actually best game for the Roosters all yep. year, so, yeah, it's going to be a good game. That game's going to be on SEN League with myself, Mark Braybrook, and Andrew McCulloch. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite, hot water. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Catley steps up. Right down the middle for Australia. And Stadium Australia has never been noisier. Yeah, that was the goal last Thursday night. They got the Australia the win against Ireland in the first round for Australia in the Women's World Cup. And the Matildas, well, they're looking to make it two from two in the FIFA Women's World Cup tonight against Nigeria at Brisbane Stadium, a big crowd expected. And joining us on Sports Day is former Australian player Alicia Canavis to join us and to give us a bit of a wrap to date. How are you, Alicia? I'm well, guys. How are you? Really well. Now, you'd be a lot more excited than what the average Australian sporting fan would be because <laughs> we've waited and celebrated the World Cup event. Um, now it's commenced. Uh, is it everything you thought it would be after six or seven days? I think it's a little bit bigger than I thought it would be, to be to be honest. I It's a funny thing. We have so many wonderful sports that we're just bloody good at in this country. And, and football, we sort of, we're in the background a little bit. But at the moment, I just feel like it's just sort of shining light on the little round ball game. And while it's a global, you know, global huge player in, in Australia, I feel like it's just almost like the start of something really fantastic. So mm. it's been awesome. Really proud. Yeah, Alicia, you had... You know, the first round, obviously, against Ireland had such a great win. What can you, the girls do to keep that momentum going after, you know, a high and such a low, such a long tournament? What do they need to do? What are the key key factors to keep that momentum going? Yeah, key factors is belief. I know that sounds very cliche, but, uh, I mean, they've had a few disruptions, right? One that happened pretty much on the eve of, of the first match, and now we've got a couple of new ones as well, and so... Um, the belief system becomes ever more important and, and that Aussie grit becomes super important tonight because they will be tested against a very strong Nigerian team. And um, look, they, they've got the home crowd advantage, which is a huge, huge plus for them. And I'm sure they'll, they'll lean into that during the match. But um, consistency and belief is just where it's at for them. There's some, a lot else they can do. They're a little bit depleted in the attacking sense. And so they're going to have to push forward in, in different ways. Well, let's touch the, on the elephant in the room. And you just briefly touched on that uh, then, Alicia, which is, well, former soccer great Robbie Slater, he's been quite vocal about Sam Kerr's injury, this calf injury where she's going to miss the first game, the second game. Before we get your your take on this, let's listen to Coach uh, Gustafsson on Sam Kerr's injury. We've been as open as we can be to say it's a calf injury that's going to be reassessed after the Nigeria game. And most likely, just a heads up now in advance, that most likely we won't be able to give you an answer on that until the day before the game because we want to wait until last minute to see where she's at in terms of availability. Do you know to the extent of what her calf injury is? Is is the third game still obviously not a possibility yet? Look, I, I 
would say that the third game is looking pretty tight for Sam Kerr to be back. I've, I've been watching closely just in and around the training paddock and, and just what her participation level has been. It's not been high. She's been in the gym and, and she's working on all the strength element, but um, it's it's the sprint, right? It's it's the turn. It's the, the agility in, in football that really tests out, particularly a calf. Um, and I, I don't know, Monday's four days away, right? It's not that, yeah. not that far at all. And I think if we're not already seeing her on the verge of, of some more dynamic movement, I don't think Monday's looking too good. Yeah. yeah Lucy, you talk about a lot of tournaments and, and sporting teams that go into these tournaments. And do, you, do they ever bring in anyone to have a chat with the girls about previous experiences or other sporting cultures where they have been successful? Can you give us a little bit of insight into that? Yeah, look, definitely it, it happened in my day and I'm sure it's increased now. I mean, we saw the wonderful Kathy Freeman in there with the Matildas yeah. just recently. And I think that was just sublime, like how amazing, goosebumps. But in my day, we had um, Wayne Bennett. He was one of oh, our, okay. our mentors for our um, Queensland Sting and, and national team as well. And he wrote an amazing book called um, Don't Die With The Music In You back in the day. And I actually took a lot from that and I still do. Um, now and I think there's some lessons that a lot of athletes will take into performance and preparation but just how they manage adversity as well so I think people like Sam, Ivy, Mary you can kind of lean on those other codes and and how they battle through certain stages I guess of success and of course sometimes failures as well. Andrew had Wayne Bennett as a coach for many many years didn't you Maka? He did he's actually uh, quite a funny man behind the camera so yeah what you see is I not bet, always what yeah. you get in front of the camera. So no doubt you got a fair bit out of him. But, um, yeah, he's certainly a guy you would have got in there. But I would have got a kick out of Kathy Freeman coming in. That's, oh, the, that that's was very a, iconic. That was an amazing response, wasn't it, Alicia? I, I saw the social media post from the Matildas. The the effect that she had on the on the ladies when she walked in the room, it was, it was like, an aura, it was like a yeah. group of school kids, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, they just all, all the I guess athlete ego kind of disappears when you're in the presence of greatness, right? And it's just something that that you know. And even me, I get goosebumps thinking about that. I was a 15 year old kid watching that race. I just come back from being a ball girl for the Sydney Olympics for the soccer, and just watching <laughs> that was just one of those moments, right, in Australian sport that if you, you remember where you were when when Kathy raced. So extremely, extremely special moment for the Matildas. Yeah, it's also about pressure, handling pressure mm. in your home country, isn't it? Now, if we win tonight, the Matildas go into the, the final 16, only after with a game in hand as well. So very important against Nigeria. But to date, Alicia, which country has impressed you in the early stages? Yeah, for me, look, Brazil are looking really, really sharp. They play in Brisbane on Saturday night against the French. Mm. I thought it was just beautiful, classic Brazilian football, which is they play their own brand, right? It, it's just beautiful to watch when it comes together. So Brazil, for me, looks sharp. Um, in Melbourne, I, I watched Germany and Morocco play, and uh, Germany, for me, are looking pretty lethal as well. So both of those teams, different styles of football. Um, we have a bit of a history in this country when we play Brazil in women's football. We've got this little grudge match, I guess. If we meet Brazil along the way, we'll definitely see it, but... Germany and Brazil, for me, looking the most sharp. Nice. Now, of course, Sam Kerr out still. Mary Fowler and Kai Simon is out as well with concussion from training. And uh, so, yeah, a little bit underdone when it comes to attack. But, again, let's hope that crowd gets behind us at Brisbane Stadium tonight. Uh, Alicia Canavis, thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day and what is uh, has been a very ex- uh, exciting week.
yeah, it's going to be an amazing time. And, and let's go the Chilies tonight. I hope the whole country gets behind them and gets them over the line. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Saller and Andrew McCulloch and Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. And always remember, what are you gambling with? Nelson, another big weekend this weekend in Racing Queensland. It is, as always, Sats. So evening to you and evening, Andrew. Good evening, Nelson. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Always so a good time to be uh, had with you guys. Yeah, so what's, uh, what's going on this weekend? Where are we racing? Well, we are racing at uh, Eagle Farm. That's our main meeting, Sats. We also race at uh, Aquas Park Gold Coast on the poly track where the premiership is going right down to the wire. Uh, Noel Callow is one behind Bailey Wheeler. So we'll see how that pans out on Saturday. It's the last meeting of the year. We've got Toowoomba in the twilight zone, Townsville as well in the north. And we're off to the Sunshine Coast, of course, on Sunday. And just some country non-tab meetings that feature their cups. The Bundaberg Gold Cup, the Caulfield Cup, that's C-O-R-F, not C-A-U-L-F, the Middlemount Cup and the St George Cup. So if you're in the areas of those uh, cup meetings, get out and I'm sure you have a great day. Nelson, for myself and the people listening out there, what can I put my house on this weekend? That's <laughs> always a good question, isn't it? I love that pressure. Uh, look, there is a good thing there at Eagle Farm, but I wouldn't suggest you put your house on it. Uh, race six, number four, Freedom Rally. One of Tony Gollins. You probably won't even get black figures, but gee, very impressive winning two starts back. Beat Vodka Martini, who came out and won last Saturday at uh, Doombin. Should be winning Freedom Rally. And race four, number three, Kanazawa. I think looks really well placed. Bar a wide gate. Just needs a touch of luck in the run and should be far too good for them. So might be a nice little multi. Race four, number three, into race six, number four. I love all. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We're on the home straight. Let's wrap the show up really quickly. Thanks for joining us, Macca. Thanks, Sats. Looking forward to this afternoon getting over to the Gabba. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. The NRLW and the NRLW. Round 22 in the NRLW. NRL, I should say, tonight. Brisbane versus the Roosters. Of course, all the other sport. Alicia Canavis from uh, former Soccer Roofer joining us around the World Cup.